You are listening to Faithfully Feminine Radio. Hey y'all, we're going to dive right into it today and I'm opening up with a personal story. Now, this is time number... Okay, not time number, flag number 55.6 of God showing me I didn't need to be in a relationship with this person. (laughs) So I remember very, like it was yesterday and it's so clear, which is so crazy, but I was riding in the car with my ex, well, my ex-boyfriend, right? But my boyfriend at the time. And we were going somewhere. I can't remember where we were going, but I do know that we were going somewhere and where we were going was pretty far. I want to say it was like maybe 40 minutes out, maybe 40, 45 minutes out. And I just remember writing and asking him because I was trying to figure out for the longest what his love language was. So I was just like, you know what, because I can't seem to figure this out his primary love language, let me just ask him, right? Like, there could be no harm in that, right? Right? I mean, you and I would think, I'm pretty sure you and I would think the same thing. There's no harm in asking someone when you really want to get clarification on something, because that would be the adult thing to do. But I was most certainly wrong in this situation. So I just decided to ask him, and I said in the softest tone, Um, while I held his hand while he drove while he was driving and I looked at him and bat my eyelashes and was like you know what babe like I've always been thinking and I I can't seem to figure out your primary love language what is it y'all I kid y'all not this man literally looks at me in his adult self he looks me dead in my face and he's like I don't know and I was like, okay, um, well, we can, we can, we can figure it out. Like most certainly he was like, no, I don't know. I don't care. I don't want to figure it out. And I was like, well, why not? And he was just like, stop asking me like stupid questions. And he got so mad. Like he was so irritated by the entire interaction. And I just remember sitting there thinking, what type of human being gets that upset? Nothing happened like prior to this at all. That upset doesn't even want to know their their love language, doesn't care to know their love language, doesn't care to let their significant other know or even their friends know. And right then and there, I remember just reflecting for the rest of the ride, like what kind of relationship am I in? Because this is not going to be something that I need. He's not the type of guy that I need him to be at that moment. Now he could have changed for somebody else. Kudos to them. Shout out to them. But in that moment, that was not what I needed. And I just remember sitting there like just questioning. This is so weird. I've never in my life heard this, right? I've had this conversation with my ex prior, like another ex, and he knew exactly what his love language was. And, you know, we figured it out. He knew mine and everything was great. (laughs) But this one was just a wild card. It was too much ignorance. And anyway, nevertheless, that whole thing just bothered me. And I will never forget that story because I just remember feeling so 
anxious and not feeling secure. I definitely did not feel secure in that relationship. And that was just one thing that just added on to it. Like it was just no type of security. And so that's the reason why I wanted to talk about love languages today. And I'm pretty sure that you all have heard, you know, some of the love languages, if not all of the love languages, but it's okay. We're going to go over it again and discuss why they're so important. So there are five primary ways to express love to others. And I want to break this down to not only relate like romantic relationships, because I feel like whenever we say love languages, we always think of, well, I know, and I've noticed that a lot of people have always thought of romantic partnerships. Like whenever I mention something around love languages, people just automatically jump to romantic partnerships. And I want you to dial back a little and realize that romantic partnerships are not the only relationships you are going to have in your life. Um, quite frankly, it is such a small bit of your life. Well, I don't want to say a small bit. It could be a very large bit, but it's such a small portion of your life of romantic partnerships, right? Friendships and parental relationships are and family ties and children and parents and everything like that. That is a huge part of our lives. So, um, that is a way you can express to others. So if you have children, as a way you can express love to your children, your partner, like I said, a romantic relationship, your friends, yourself, and your family. Um, also, you can express this professionally in a business setting as well. So anyone that you come in contact with or have any type of relationship with, um, it is important to understand their love language, especially if you want to build to something closer, like a closer relationship. So... The five love languages are, now the first one is words of affirmation. And people who like words of affirmation are words of appreciation, admiration. They like to hear how you feel about them or what their actions have done to better your life. Um, they do tend to, I don't want to say, it's like this saying, like, you live by a compliment, you die by a compliment. But um, it does, any any of these things get scary if you're depending on them too heavy. So just take that with a grain of salt. But these people tend to just love positive praises, positive enforcements. And the next one is going to be acts of service. Now, these people who have their primary love languages, acts of service, they love expression um, through love of actions, either, neither like whether they're small or whether they are big, they just love actions. It doesn't have to be overdone, right? It can be something as small as, I don't know, um, taking off their shoes, right? When they, you see that your partner sees you're tired and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna take off her shoes for her. A person whose acts of service will probably like, that would be right up their alley, right? I would appreciate that too, even though that's not my primary love language, <laughs> but little things like that. Uh, the next one will be receiving gifts. So picking something out for that person on occasion and even without an occasion, just like a just because type of thing. Um, this is something that I want to say primarily growing up was my love language. I've, I've kind of, I want to say, yeah, growing up, this one was my primary love language. It's since changed a little. This one's probably, I would want to say, my secondary. Um, my primary being the next one is quality time. 
people who value quality time, they just like to spend time with the person that they care about or their friend or their parent. They love spending time, even if it is not something hugely planned. Like I said, when you really like somebody or really enjoy their company, no matter if they're a friend, a parent, a romantic partner, you want to spend time with them. And that's how you value um, and show up for someone. So the next one after that is going to be physical touch. These people love small touches or gestures. And it's so crazy because... I've always wrote this one off, but I met a guy, actually went on a date with a guy whose love language was physical touch. And I could tell, I was like, okay, yeah, this means <laughs> it's physical touch. Um, now, certain people, especially when it comes to later on in episodes, when we talk about like boundaries and types of goals that you might want to set, certain people might have an issue with some of these love languages they might not mesh as well with I don't know what you are used to doing so keep that in mind it's so important to establish your love language because like I said you want to know yourself for one knowing yourself is like one of the most important things that you can do for yourself because as you open up and learn about yourself it can teach you how to maneuver with others and love other people and not to say that people are not appreciative but everyone is different so finding out your child's love language so you can show appreciation to them in the manner in which they are most likely to receive it or they want to receive it right um it can make a huge different difference in your relationship so i think it's a super super important thing to understand um and you want to know what someone needs from you and what you need from yourself and vice versa. Now, love languages are not only for other people. You can practice these on yourself. And typically, you probably already do and not realize it. And it's so crazy because even when people are like don't know their love languages and they like take the quiz or they start reading about what they like or they think back with other relationships and partnerships and they realize, oh, yeah, I do like quality time, right? And then you realize, oh, I really like spending quality time with myself, too. I always carve out time to just sit with myself and be with myself. Like, I thrive off of that. So, and I do want to mention two theories. This is something to think about. I don't know if they're true or not. I feel like one of them rings true for me, but this is just something for you to think about. So I heard one theory was your love language, well, one, it can change, so it's okay. Two, you can like have all of them or like all of them, but usually people have a primary one. And three, well, the theory is actually as a child, things that you missed out on or you wanted more from your parents, that typically is your primary love language. And then the second theory is the flip side. So things that you received a lot of from your parents um, and then you just continue to just thrive and like that from others. So I think that's very interesting. I feel like for me, like I said, growing up, my primary definitely was receiving gifts. And I do recall a time when I was growing up Every time I would leave my parents or I would go to my grandmother's house and then come back for the summer, I would always receive a gift on my bed when I got back. 
my parents gave me a lot of gifts growing up and so did my dad. So I think I just really appreciated gifts. And that was like literally my primary love language. And then on the flip side, it's so crazy because like I said, as I started to get a little older and I started to explore like my womanhood and just grow into the woman that I am today, I start, I got my first relationship and I feel like that first relationship always kind of like teaches you something, right? If you allow it to, it will teach you a lot about yourself. Um, But I got my first relationship and my first love was my first relationship. And then it taught me that, wow, I think... I really enjoy spending time with the people who I really care about. And I just got into this mindset because for me, it was like, you know, strip everything, the gifts, the money, the clothes, food, whatever. At the end of the day, all we have is our word, our time, right? Even Bill Gates can't buy more time. We all, you know, everyone has the same 24 hours. Now, depending on how wealthy you are, you spend your 24 hours different, but time is a luxury that no one can afford to lose. And I feel like if someone gives me my their time, it's like they respect me because they can't get those moments back, right? Not necessarily. They could des- definitely disrespect me with their time, child. But that's just how I think about it. And then, like I said, on the flip side of the second theory, I would think about growing up, oftentimes the time that I wanted with my father and he wasn't there or he couldn't be there or he didn't show up, that he missed out on, like, you know, a lot of things that has happen or he was supposed to come to or whatever vice versa it was like wow was something that I felt like I didn't have from him and I really want and need from a male so it's like I think both of the theories are kind of right for me I don't know but that is giving you something to think about Another takeaway I want you to do is if you do not know your love language, to go ahead and take the quiz to find out what your love language is and also read the description box because I will have a link of some stuff that you can read about the different love languages and also a book about it as well because in the next in the next episode, we're going to be talking about attachment styles and this one is actually very interesting as well. So I feel like as you get to know yourself your triggers what you like what you don't like right you are then able to become aware enough to learn about what other people really want and want to receive so i'll see you on the next episode